You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, and this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com and check out the amazing selection and reliably low prices on all the parts your car will ever need until them locked on sent you. And I, I needed to get away. I needed to get away for a couple days because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. It's like I was talking with Gab on Tuesday night. You know, I I thought it would be a lot longer than this, but I mean, when you when you get into a three game series against the number one seed, you uh, you know what you're signing up for. And sure enough, the Blue Jays playoff experience was over as quickly as it began. From finishing up on Sunday to out by Wednesday night. And I took a little time for myself. Got got myself some auto parts. Built myself a car. Drove around. I'm kidding. But that sounds a lot more fun than just AJ had to work a bunch. And, you know, take care of some things before her vacation starts. But, yeah. It, it was just kind of... A whimper, and it at, at least the first game was tense. At least the first game, you could kind of, you know, give yourself hope that you know, just one hit, the Blue Jays find one hit off off this bullpen, and that'll turn it around. Definitely wasn't the case in the second game, because what can you say about that second game? The Blue Jays thought they had their aces going, but they got decked by a straight flush down the toilet of their hopes and dreams of possibly beating the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, it's bad enough Mike Zunino ran into one to make it 3-0, but that, that grand slam by Hunter Renfro... Just nothing you can say at that point. And unfortunately for the Blue Jays and their fans, it was an all-too-familiar feeling in that latter part of the season, especially against the Yankees, when you get down so much and you feel there's no way, there's not even a chance that a comeback's going to happen. And when you feel like that, there's nothing really to do but... uh, just kind of take it take it in while you have it. Try and reflect on what it all meant in the first place. And figure out what you do once the, the long march is over. Because that's, that's kind of the way it felt on Wednesday night after Hyunjin Ryu gave up seven runs in an inning and two-thirds. Easily his worst start as a Blue Jay could not have come at a worse time 
Not that the Blue Jays were offering much for support, but we'll we'll talk about that a little later. Hyunjin Ryu looked like a Dodgers pitcher in that game. And and not even the best former Dodgers pitcher, because at least Ross Tripling only allowed the one run in his stint. But he did not have it. His velocity was down. It was hovering around 88.5. And, you know, when your fastball looks like a change-up to some of these hitters, it's just going to get decked. And, you know, he said he wasn't sore after the game. He said he just wasn't locating. I don't know. I'd almost believe the soreness more. Just He managed to get through most of the season unscathed. But it was clear something was off. Like, he, he wasn't able to control the outer part of the plate when he was pitching. He wasn't able to, you know, bury his his fastball when he needed to. It's, it was very clear something wasn't right with Hyunjin Ryu. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of times managers will start to see it around 4 nothing or 5 nothing when the game's still relatively in reach. You, you let it go to 7 nothing. You're you're not giving yourself much of a chance to really do anything. Um, we're going to talk more about the pitching as a whole uh, in the next episode of the podcast. But I just, I wanted to touch on you. And, and you know what? I don't even blame him for what happened. Yeah, the home run sucked, but, you know, I I don't blame him. I mean, without him, the Blue Jays wouldn't have had a chance. He had a 269 ERA this season, in the regular season. Blue Jays do not get close without him on the mound as often as he was. So I don't blame him for that. I don't blame Bo Bichette either, even though he he looked lost at times. He looked overwhelmed at times in that game. He looked like he was a rookie shortstop. The contrast in play was quite evident with the way Bo was, you know, second-guessing himself on the simplest of throws. And on the other side, you had Willie Adamas just... Snaring everything out of the air. There's nothing you can do. Again, they were they were never expected to do anything. That's that's the way it is when you're the eight seed against the one seed. That's the way it is when you are the Maryland Baltimore County going up against Virginia. You might get that one win. But more often than not, you're not the Maryland-Baltimore County. You're the North Carolina Central or the Monmouth or the Sacramento State. And the other little tiny colleges that get wrecked by the Kansases and the Kentuckys and the Dukes. Just again, nothing you can really say. I do want to talk about the offensive star of Wednesday night. 
and and what that kind of means for the Blue Jays moving forward. But I just I just I kind of want to just remember the good times a little bit longer when it was still a competitive game. Because those are the feelings we're going to hold on to in the off season. Although now I have a lot more time to go driving around and I can do that thanks to the folks at rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com. They have auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique. Very easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. From tail lamps and motor oil to brake parts and engine control modules, whatever it is. You get it in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. And you pay the same price whether you're a professional mechanic or just someone puttering around the garage. So why spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See the parts that are available for your car or truck. And when they ask, how did you hear about us? Right, locked on in their box so they know that you came from us. So check out the amazing selection and reliably low prices on all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I do want to talk briefly about the hitting in the second half of this episode because it's basically all I'm going to need to talk about the hitting because there was none. That was a very poor display of offense that the Blue Jays showed. I mean, can't really fault them. They went against Blake Snell, Tyler Glass now the most dominant reliever in baseball this season, and Nick Anderson. Pete Fairbanks, who froze 99. And Diego Castillo, who's always been trouble. So they went against a lot of guys. And who am I forgetting? Ryan Thompson, I guess, was in there. Yeah. So um, Aaron Loop, but Aaron Loop doesn't count. I'm not counting Aaron Loop. Anyway, they went against the very good Tampa Bay pitching staff. And to be honest, you look around baseball and averaging one and a half runs per game, you know, puts them in the upper 75% of teams. I mean, Danny Jansen himself equaled the offensive output of the Milwaukee Brewers in two games and bested the the offensive output of the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs combined. And Danny tied the Minnesota Twins. That's four teams of the 16 that made the preseason that Danny Jansen himself outproduced or, you know, matched in production. That unfortunately is playoff baseball. It's, you know, the old adage that good pitching beats good hitting usually holds true didn't in the Yankees series which oh god Tampa Bay you better you better justify what you did to Toronto by immediately dispatching the Yankees I mean 
Come on. We need this. Society needs this. October's supposed to be a better month. But I do want to talk about Jansen and what that series kind of did for him. Because I think the perception for a lot of Blue Jays fans nearing the end of the season was that Danny Jansen was all of a sudden as expendable as Reese McGuire because of the emergence of Alejandro Kirk and because he was getting the run that he did. And the thing is, Alejandro Kirk is a very good offensive player, but a guy built like that's going to tire easily. So you still want confidence that you have a solid tandem. And the Blue Jays know they have that. They especially know that the offensive side is not going to suffer, hopefully, next season. I mean, we saw how bad Danny Jansen was at the start of the season. It's only spared because Reese McGuire was somehow worse. But Jansen improved as the season went on. To the point where you saw him make contact as he did in that Wednesday night game against Tampa Bay. He was making reliable contact against one of the best pitchers in the American League. Granted, a guy who gives up a lot of home runs, but no one else is hitting them off Tyler Glass now. It was just Danny Jansen parking them in that empty left field bleacher set in Tropicana Field. And that gave him 8 for 2020, which in two months is pretty good for Danny Jansen. That puts him on pace for about 18 to 20 home runs a season, which if you're getting that out of your catcher, you're doing pretty well. So I think Danny needed that series, needed that kind of performance where he clearly stood above everyone else in the lineup just to reassert his presence on this team and make sure that he was not deemed expendable. Now, we're going to talk about this a little more uh, probably on tomorrow's episode. I'm doing two today to make up for the sabbatical while I've been trying to prepare um, the work at the end of this vacation. Well, at the beginning. God, I don't want to be talking about the end of my vacation already. It hasn't even started. But Danny Jansen kind of planted his flag back in when it looked like Alejandro Kirk was just going to run it over. Danny Jansen popped it back in. Now, it isn't to say that Danny Jansen won't be a target in the offseason for another team that may need some catching help and may be able to provide the Blue Jays with some outfield prospects or um, extra relievers. But... It makes it a lot harder to just flip at Danny Jansen after a performance like that as it would a Reese McGuire. And that's the big thing between those two. Because, like, we knew the the choice was going to come down to one of those two eventually with Alejandro Kirk coming up. And with other guys in the system like a Riley Adams, like a Gabriel Moreno, just kind of waiting in the wings. So... Danny took his opportunity and he hit it out of the park twice. He did what he could do. As the Blue Jays did. 
Um, next episode, we're going to be talking about the pitching in, in those two games. Kind of talked about it a little bit with Gab on Tuesday, by the way. Check out that episode with Gabrielle from Locked On Red Sox and Girl at the Game. Might be doing it again just to talk American League. Um, see if we might get someone else who has a team with some skin in the game. We'll see what we can do. But I like talking to Gab, so you'll probably hear her again pretty soon. Um... In the meantime, if you want to get access to that episode and others, make sure you're subscribed on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Blue Jays so you don't miss an episode. You can follow on Twitter and Facebook at Locked On Jays, and you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, and I'll probably be, be using it a bit less than normal now that there are no Blue Jays to talk about. But we'll see. Still lots of transphobes out there, so (laughs) how to do something. Anyway, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm E.G. Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode, and y'all take care.